Welcome back, welcome back, fins in the sea. You're swimming with Jay Frog, your favorite amphibian in a pot of dolphins. Um, Want to start off with just saying again, this couldn't be possible without the great guys at flteams.com. This is the perfect time of year, really, to check this out. I mean, all things are zooming on flteams.com. Uh, college football in full effect. You've got all your college coverage, as well as week one in the books for the NFL. Um, so big time, big time, big time to be checking them out. Uh, go give that a look. Also, our pods would not be possible without the wonderful partnership that we have with Symbol. Uh, Symbol, it's like a stock market for sports. It allows you to trade sports teams like stocks. Um, so you can earn cash payouts when your team wins. Symbols blended sports and the stock market. It'll offer you a new way to invest and profit from your favorite team. So use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. So join the already 6,000 plus early adopt, uh, adopters who have started to profit off their sports knowledge by visiting www.simbull.com. That's S-I-M-B-U-L-L.com. Or uh, you can check out on FL Teams. There's a link there. They got a beautiful app that you can work with. When you're setting up your free account, make sure that you use the promo code FLTEAMS and you'll get a $10 deposit bonus to help you build your portfolio. Again, a great new way to look at fantasy. Uh, great guys over there as well helping us out with everything. So, um, with that out of the way, I mean, we're, we're, we're on to uh, what we saw, I guess, right? Um, I think I'm just going to take my time here to go through what I felt for week one. Um, I'm not even going to look ahead to week two. You know, I'll recap in the last pod. You know, I, I was really hoping coming out of week one, there would be an identity, right? That we would find out who this team is and, and what it was about. Listen, I'm going I'm to preface this with this. We went into New England, which is still a place in the AFC East. We, you, if you've been around at all, you got to win in Foxborough. So we go into Foxborough week one, um, and we come out with a win. You know, Now, hey, we can play the rest of the stuff out. We're the only teams in the AFC East who came out with a victory in week one. So we're sitting at 1-0. Everybody else at 0-1, that's a positive, okay? Um, now, when we go back to the rhetoric of everything, Tua's officially 7-3 and three as a starter. Um, but, but, but what are we? Who are we? I mean, we, we won, um, and the defense did their part. The defense is who we thought they were, right? I am a little concerned, though, that we really got no pressure on Matt Jones the entire game. Um, really, it felt like he had all the time in the world to scan, go through his progressions. And yeah, he checked down a lot, but I mean, all rookies do. But at the end of the day, you're looking at a guy that completed 29 for 39 for 281 yards, and he didn't look shook. I mean, let's, let's all be real with ourselves, Dolphin fans. Um, we owe Damian Harris a huge debt of gratitude because... Um, they were kicking a field goal to win that game. They were just eating the clock. There's three minutes left. They're inside the 10. Um, we were pretty much dead to rights. And I can say that confidently because um, as the pressure mounted, I felt like we got less from Tua. 
Um, so, you know, say New England kicks that with three minutes left and they take a two-minute, uh, a two-point lead. Do we really have the confidence that Tua would have been able to put us in a position to give Jason Sanders a chance to win the game? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because what I saw from Tua um, was vanilla again. I was so excited the first drive. The first drive, we moved the ball like it was nothing. Straight down the field, right? I mean, just it was just blistering the pats. And I'm like, this is what it's going to be. Waddle was involved. Um, you know, we ran the ball a little bit. You know, and, and then all of that went away. I mean, Miles Gaskin gets nine carries for 49 yards. Uh, do the math. I mean, that's a, that's a clip of almost five yards uh, a carry, right? Uh, a little over that, actually. You know, um, Malcolm Brown came in. Um, you know, he got five carries, 16 yards. But this is what happens when we go out and get one of these quote-unquote bruiser backs. It just doesn't pan out for us. You know, our best bruiser back looks like Jacoby Brissett. Love having Jacoby Brissett, the size that he has to be able to convert third and ones, and I'm sure it'll come into play down by the goal line. Uh, Devontae Parker had a good game. I mean, we got to remember, you know, New England didn't have Stephon Gilmore. You know, eight targets, seven catches, 81 yards. It's a good game. Loved how Waddle was involved. Um, you know, he uh, came away with, you know, six receptions, um, you know, uh, 61 yards. Um, you know, it's... Uh, one touchdown, and he was electric in the way that they moved him around. Miles Gaskin caught some balls out of the backfield as well. You know who didn't was Gasecki. And all of us watching in the preseason really thought that Gasecki and Tua had, had formed some sort of a connection. And all, not only that, but Albert Wilson. Where was Albert Wilson? That's my point. Um, and what's scary to me is let's be realistic, okay? If you're talking progressions – Normally, in our sets, your first look is Parker, your second look is Waddle. Then you get to your tight ends, your third receiver, and if that's not working, you check down to your backs. So what does it say that our next two leading receivers outside of Waddle and Parker were Gaskin and Ahmed? I mean, it's pretty simple, right? It is really pretty simple. Uh, to a didn't make his progressions. Tua didn't. It was one or two or drop to the back. Um, and he didn't look comfortable as the pressure mounted. You know, you can talk about game management, which is maybe what we got. We I, I did talk about that a little bit. Maybe he's a game manager. Um, but fourth quarter, moving down to seal the game, you get flushed out. And you throw, I don't even know what you were doing at this point. Again, a quarterback with poise is stepping up to run. Or if he's flushed that hard out of the pocket, you chuck that out of the back of the end zone. You throw it out of bounds. Sanders is still in line. Come in and kick a field goal. That's preserving points. That's what winners do. That's what guys that are leaders do. Tua just chucked it up like it was uh, it was the it was a horrible decision and that horrible decision nearly cost us the game you know and then when you look at the defense yeah at the end of the day we did our job but it was bend don't break and there's one reason the bend don't break is because the defensive line created zero pressure zero pressure we got through for one what should have been sack 
You know, that's a horrible call. I mean, you know, by the letter of the law of whatever it is, I guess all of that is true, but it's a horrible call, if you ask me. Um, you know, we, we let guys like Nelson Aguilar get behind us and beat us to be a leading receiver. Um, but we held. We held. And you know what? We got into the red zone two for two. Um, so those are positives that we can take away from this. It's so weird. I, I've never felt so blah about a Miami Dolphins win, especially over the Patriots in Foxborough. I mean, it should be shouting from the rooftops, right, about how great this is. We're 1-0. Everybody else is 0-1. Uh, you know, big game all the way through. It just, uh, <laughs> it just left me feeling a little bit empty because if this is what we got, I mean, now it all makes sense. And, I, and I'm not going to look one game. I'm really not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but, but I'm concerned because, you know, guys like Joe Burrow came out and put up a, an unbelievable line in week one coming off of a massive surgery and injury. So that excuse is gone for us, okay? The two was coming back from an injury and blah, blah, blah. Joe Burrow just did the same thing. So that's gone, okay? We can't use that excuse. Um, Justin Herbert put up huge numbers again. And, you know, that was traveling West Coast to East Coast for a 1 o'clock game. Everybody knows the stigma on that. And against the Washington football team, whose defense is way better than New England's. So... We can't use the excuse of New England's defenses. The bottom line is we are firmly out of excuses for Tua Tonga Viola. We're, we're out of excuses. Um, you know, maybe it was because the super hype coming out of college that, that painted this guy as Russell Wilson, as Drew Brees because he's short, whatever it may be. I don't know the hype of what he did in Alabama. Um, and you see flashes. But quite honestly, man, we may have a, a Chad Pennington. And that's okay. I mean, we're still getting W's. It's just wrapping your head around what is he truly? Um, is he Chad Pennington? Um, is he what we saw, you know, with Jay Fiedler? And if so, man, there's zero doubt. I mean, why we were interested in looking at quarterback upgrades because this team should be dynamic. We really should. The offense should uh, explode. And we showed on the first drive it can be that way. But multiple times going back through the game, you can see where Gasecki busted open. You can see where Wilson got open. And, and Tua just never made the progression that far. That's what scares me. With pressure, he wasn't quick to make decisions. He was slow. And it shows in the numbers. It doesn't lie. Um, you know, that's, that's what we have to come to recognize and accept, uh, you know, for, for whatever it is. So, you know, not going to stick around with you as long today. I just wanted to share my thoughts on this. Concerned, we got zero pressure. Very concerned about that. Um, we'll see if we make adjustments because I, I do think we're going to have a very angry Bills team coming in to, uh, you know, Miami next week. I know, again, all the Dolphins fans are really going to be on hand and be up for that. You know, I, I, every time I'm on here, I talk about Dolphins Twitter. There's nothing more fun to watch than the Bills and the Dolphins fans go back and forth on what it is. Um, so this should be a fun game, but I think they're going to come out a little angry after that loss to Pittsburgh. Um, hopefully we regroup. We played the kind of – look, it, it, it doesn't have to be pretty in the NFL. 
A W is a W. This isn't college football. You know, you're not moving up the rankings because you blow out a team by 30. It, you know, a W is a W. A 1-0 is 1-0, and we need to be happy with that. But we still walk away with the same questions we had. Miami, Tua, you know, who are we? Who are we? You know, what are we going to be? Um, <laughs> who knows? But I tell you, I'm going to be along for the ride. And it's going to be fun. If we keep putting up W's, you know, what's it matter, right? I appreciate everybody taking the time, jumping in the pool, swimming around with some Dolphins info in here for just a little bit. I'm going to regroup, try to get my voice back for you, and hopefully uh, be coming back with uh, a new preview for Buffalo by the end of the week. Uh, until then, hey, fins up. Let's appreciate it. 1-0. Only team in the AFC East that sits at 1-0. One in Foxborough, two is seven and three. Maybe we're just looking for something that he's not, but that's okay. I don't know how long it'll take us to figure that out. Hopefully, look, he keeps getting W's, he's our guy. The defense is doing a great job. So maybe we're still gonna have that kind of year that we're looking for, Finn fans. All right, Finn's up, Jay Frog's getting out of here. I'll be back to you a little later this week.